Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hiring Enablement Podcast. My name is Gavin Spears, CEO of Solutions Driven, a global recruiting partner that guarantees right first-time hiring. In this episode, we're going to talk about a really interesting topic. Even though AI is evolving at such a fast pace, we cannot underestimate the importance of emotional intelligence, AI, as it relates to building recruiting and hiring relationships. I'm delighted to be joined by Carrie Stiles, who up until recently was the director of TA at Beyond ID, and who also shares my passion for the art of emotional intelligence during the hiring process. Carrie, Carrie began her career in TA during the early 2000s in the subprime mortgage crisis, transitioning from a loan officer to managing recruitment for the US Federal Department of Defense, Department of Justice, and Department of State. And after five years of top-tier performance in corporate professional services, she centralized recruiting for a $1 billion manufacturing organization. And in 2021, Carrie became the global director of TA for a major privileged access management company before joining a startup identity access management company called Beyond ID. But out with TA, Carrie also enjoys a very busy life, writing and illustrating children's books with her first book in production and also renovating her Tennessee home at the same time. So busy life. Carrie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Gavin. And a slight correction, I um, worked for Standard Technology and one of our clients was the federal government, ah, Department okay. of Justice, Defense. So, so just to clarify that, that I wasn't working directly for them because I'll get a phone call. But uh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, um, been busy. And these subjects are so important right now. Um, e EI, AI, and what's going on. And, you know, I've done a lot of research on the AI and, and also on how it applies to our industry and in recruitment. Yeah. So I'm excited to speak to you about it. It's excellent. So, I mean, let's, let's kick off. And, and likewise, I equally, I'm excited about AI, but also nervous at the same time and don't want to lose the, the EIEQ, you know, element to, to hiring. But maybe by starting... You know, in your experience over the last few years, what have you seen in terms of changes when it comes to EI and AI, you know, in the hiring process? Yeah, let's, um, so so let's back into that a little bit mm -hmm. uh, with, and start with the EI. Uh, yep. You know, emotional intelligence critical in our line of work. And two, I boiled it down to two primary functions there. We are, we need to control our emotions and even take our emotions out of the hiring process to make a good hire. We also need to have the emotional intelligence to process through and connect with others in a meaningful way so that we do what? We build the trust, we build the relationship. So in the recruitment process, this is the primary two things that we do and it's a balancing act. And it's something that humans do really well Usually, yeah. you know, yeah. some of us have to be taught and I've taught recruiters how to do this. So we're looking at, you know, can we process through calmly when things get uncomfortable and to balance that? Can we rise and react appropriately in a threatening yeah. environment? So what's a threatening environment? Maybe I'm walking in in a wrong, wrong, wrong neighborhood. Maybe yeah. I need to really tune into my environment and get off my cell phone so I can get out of this um, appropriately. Maybe I'm in a toxic work environment. Maybe yeah. I need to be able to read that. Maybe I need to, to rise and, and be honest about that and emotionally intelligent in that situation. So there's those things. So, mm -hmm. so definitions in recruitment, uh, genuinely interested in other people. Yeah. Um, 
getting under the hood is what I, I call it, especially with the candidate. Integrity, trust, building the relationship with the hiring manager, trusting relationship, trusting relationship with the candidate and being the bridge to make that marriage happen. I always call yeah. it a marriage because it kind of is. Um, yeah. Being self-aware and knowing yourself um, and, and knowing yourself well enough so that you can uh, counteract maybe some negative things that you bring to the table. None of us are perfect. Um, and and uh, be present, being yeah. present, listening to your candidate, listening to your hiring manager and listening to the needs of the business um, and, and having that focus on your hiring manager or candidate and then um, building good boundaries. Mm -hmm. We can't always be yes people. Sometimes yeah. we have to put a no in there. So all of that balance. So getting to the AI piece of this, in the in the old days, and I'm an old school headhunter, we were very hands-on, connected uh, with the candidates. You know, 20 years ago, I was using a grease board to keep track of candidates. And I was yeah. uh, privileged in standard technology to take them from a grease board to an ATS. Yeah. And, and and it would happen to be iSIMS, and we did a lot of really fun stuff with that. Um, and job boards through the years have become more, more user-friendly, more automated, and with that automation is little mini baby AIs that has come through and now become much more advanced. And, and as they started doing more for us, that was to free up time. So what happened? We took on more volume. Yeah. Okay. And we can't always be as emotionally intelligent. We have have so much volume. Yeah. And um, with that automation, AI increased, um, what would you say, anticipatory or preemptive tactics for us. And we're seeing this on LinkedIn, that it that those are mini AIs. You yeah. know, it's not the robot, it's mini AIs doing that. And hey, do you want to do this? Hey, your job is coming. You know, do you want to re, you know, re up and those types of things that trigger us. And now we've got AI reading resumes and participating in selection. Yeah. And this is making people uncomfortable mm -hmm. to the point where if you're applying to a job, you can say, hey, I want to opt out of AI reading my resume. Check this box if you want to do that. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, we want a human to read it, or do we learn how to configure it, our resume, to make sure the AI pulls us out of the black hole, which I'm hearing a lot of, um, yeah. and puts us in front of the recruit. You know, so that's a balancing it. It's things we've got to think about mm -hmm. uh, and what we're comfortable with. But I hear a lot of people saying, I'm getting uncomfortable with the level yeah. of AI, you know, that's scrutinizing me. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, I, and I'll, I'll end it with this. Uh, AI is not pretending or designed to at this point in time to take the place of the emotional intelligence that is needed mm -hmm. to determine fit and which candidates will make the best employees. That's yep. still in the human realm, but they, it is there to improve the efficiencies and, and it leaves the emotional part to us for now. Mm -hmm. When when will that change? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, I think when when we heard of Chat GPT, like most at the start of this year, there was the kind of initial panic of, oh my goodness, it's so good. What happens next? And and I read somewhere, it wasn't my idea, but I read somewhere around um recruiters won't be replaced by AI, but they will be replaced by recruiters using AI. So I mean, I think that the, the interesting balance for me is how you get that balance. There is no doubt that AI can make you more efficient, 
but EI can build relationships. So how do you set up a process that gets that balance and, and, and you know, what becomes more important during the process? Well, I think remembering, and this is this is critical, that AI is a tool for efficiencies. Yeah. You yeah. know, if if I want to write a new job description, it's going to take me an hour and a half. Yep. You know, I'm pretty good at it, um, mm -hmm. but it's going to take me an hour and a half to start from scratch. If I if I toss it into a you know Chat GPT and I say, write me a job description for you know systems administrator with these four pieces of tech. Yeah. Well, la 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 la, here it comes. Mm -hmm. I have it. Now I can take it. It's a tool, remember? I'm not going to verbatim yeah. that post it out. I'm going to take that. I'm going to align it with the business process, what the yeah. what my hiring manager wants, align it with my intake meeting, and I'm going to make the adjustments. And I'm going to make it, you know, I'm probably a little shorter because I like to you know, hit the candidate with it. They're not going to read the whole job description. And then I'm going to go out there and post that. So what have I done? I've used it as a tool to shorten my hour and a half yeah. to 30 minutes. And, yeah. and now I'm posting and now I've got an extra hour in my day to do some of the other important things I need to do, maybe read resumes, you know, yeah. uh, or, or go out and headhunt. So uh, remembering it's a tool it is programmed to increase and improve efficiencies. If we use it in that manner, that's that's what we use it for. And yeah. then we use the EI, as you said, to build the relationship. We can spend more time on the phone with the candidate. We yeah. can get under the hood. We can talk about what's important and we mm -hmm. can concentrate on, is this a good cultural fit? Once yeah. we've got the skills nailed, okay, they can do the skill part of the job. They've got the skills we need, especially yeah. in tech, technical recruiting. Now, let me build the relationship and let me hate it, but sell them yep. <laughs> on the role, on our environment and see if I can make a marriage between them, the hiring manager and the business. Yeah. Excellent. No, really, really good. I mean, I think we, we spend a lot of time looking at the future of hiring and, and what are the changes that's coming. And, and one of the things we see is no doubt, you know, hiring automation. But at the same time, you know, we see a lot of discussion on people buy from people. The human to human connection is, is still going to be important. But, you know, if, if you if you fast forward, if, if the recruiting landscape became too dependent on AI, um, what do you think the challenges would be? Like, what, what would change, you know, in that hiring process if if we became too dependent on AI? Well, um, in three words, loss yeah. of jobs. Yeah, <laughs> loss yeah, of yeah. jobs, right? Um, if, if we, you know, there's nothing worse than a lazy recruiter. Yeah. Um, that doesn't want to invest in the part that takes the most time which is the relationship building pieces um, with that, with that candidate, you know, it, it's, it's waning a little bit, but it's still a candidate driven market and mm -hmm. candidates can pick and choose. And, you know, gone are the days where they came to me with three offers on the table. Hey, can, can I get something better? Yeah. You know, stateside anyway, um, it, that's waning, but um, it's still candidate driven and they can pick and choose the, especially the so-called a players, yeah. Um, so we have to be uh, very careful. Um, mm -hmm. You know, recruiters can get lazy because 
they want to do other things or they want to do some programs. And we have, you know, if you look at the last 10 years and rec every recruiter will tell you the volume's killing me. I've got so many jobs or I've got, I'm being pulled in so many different directions. I've got to create a more efficient way of doing things. Otherwise it's a 12 hour day every day. Yeah. And, you know, I can attest that that's been my day for years, 12 hours to do it right. It takes 12 hours because of volume um, yeah. and also assisting other people as a leader. But, you, you know, we've got to um, keep the efficiency piece that the tool gives us, known yeah. as AI, yeah. and concentrate more on the relationship building, the trust building, you, you know, yeah making even rejected candidates excited good. about yeah. if you call them in two months or a year later or two yeah. years later, which I have hired, I've hired people in my network two years after speaking with them because they had more skill. They had two more years of experience and now we were ready for another role. And I can call them and they go, Hey Gary, how are you? Yeah. And yeah. I go, I got something for you. You want to talk? And it's mm -hmm. a yay or a nay, depending on how happy they are. But They'll, they'll take my call. And that's relationship. And that's not something AI does. That's what a skilled mm -hmm. professional recruiter with emotional intelligence can do. No, I totally agree. I mean, I think my, 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 my next thought process was around, and I know you've got some strong views on this, but really the, the philosophies of, you know, what a good hiring process looks like and, and also, you know, how you measure success of that process. So talk us through a little bit about you know, what good hiring processes look like and, and again, also how you measure that. Yeah, absolutely. So backing into that too, you know, what are the two best indicators for a good hiring process? Mm -hmm. what, what, are we, what are we measuring? Time to fill, okay, coupled with the retention of that particular candidate. Mm -hmm. You know, how long did it take me to find them? That's my efficiency. You know, yeah. and I and I want to talk about this. I've gone into companies where, hey, we've had this role open for a year and a half, and I'm like, give it to me. And yeah. you know, in six weeks, we have a hire. Yeah. Okay, that's a skill set that I teach recruiters mm -hmm. on how to do that. So time to fill is important, but there's two parts. How long did that person who the hiring manager said that's that's my man or woman? How long did they stay in the role? If they're in the role for two years, that's a successful hire. Mm -hmm. Okay, two years or more, that's that's a great hire. Yeah. That's staying and is there, is the right fit. Um, so time to fill in. How long do they stay in the role? And it's not all on the recruiter, right? That's a two part. Mm -hmm. um, the other part is um, hiring manager and recruiter synergy. Yeah. It, a great hiring process looks like. When you've got a, a great coupling of a recruiter trusted by the hiring manager, so he's not screaming for an agency to come in. Yeah. Um, and, and, and hey, I've got a great internal recruiter or I've got a great external recruiter, whatever they're working yep. with. But I always go internal because I'm mostly corporate. And um, they've built the trust. The hiring manager trusts them to the point where they go, just go get me three. I'll interview whoever you want. Yeah. That takes about six months to cultivate a new yeah. recruiter and hiring manager. In six months, if you're doing your job, that hiring manager has made enough hires with you where they're saying, just, just send me send me two or three. I'll, yeah. I'll look at them. And I know I'm going to be able to hire one of them, Carrie, because you always send me 
you know, three solid people that have different things, bring different things to the table. I can utilize in different ways. Sometimes I throw in a wild card and I'll say, okay. I'll say, hey, hiring manager, here's your wild card. But, you, you know, it's relationship in a, in a word that makes the hiring process. And, and when we get lazy as recruiters, we lose what? The relationship, we lose the trust, we lose the synergy, and, and yeah. now we have a failing hiring process. So I would mm -hmm. say that we can measure everything in the world and measure and measure and measure and, and take that data and boil it down and pivot, you, you know, uh, um, pivot table it and do all these other things and boil it out for leadership. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the relationship, you're not going to have the hires and you're not going to have the great hiring process. You're not going to feel the role. Yeah, really good. I mean, I guess looking at your career, you know, and, and the things you've achieved, is there any is there any learnings for other TA leaders that are listening to the podcast that you would like to share, you know, just from your, your own experience? Yeah. Don't always think an A player is working right now. Mm -hmm. You know, A yeah. players are not necessarily the guy or gal you can't get. And, you know, if yeah. they're at Microsoft and I'm going to, get them away. And that's a great win. I love that. I love poaching great people from great companies and putting the work for my company, but there's a players that are, that are out of work right now. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. So you have to have the, the emotional intelligence or the acumen to be able to yeah. read, read a resume. You know, I, I'll tell you a quick story. I had a sales guy and I, I, I didn't want to interview him. He just had had yeah. three short stints, three riffs. And I yeah. went, you know what? Reduction in force is not his fault. He's got two years of experience. That's what we want. I'm calling him. I interviewed him. He was a star. He was amazing. He was grateful. He was humble. He was astute. He was uh, um, excellent at what he does. And he was passionate and enthusiastic. And in our space, we needed that. And plus he had the technical acumen. I put him through, bam, 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 hired. Yeah. Because I had the relationship, I was able to say to the VP of sales, this person is great, just talk to him. Yeah, but they've been at the less than a year at the last three jobs. Those were out of his control. Those yeah. were rich. He can't do anything about that. Just talk to him. If you don't like him, then just say, Carrie, Carrie, you're full of it. Okay, I'll yeah. talk to him. We hired him. So yeah. so don't always look for an A player in, in the usual spots. The other thing, uh, confidence and communication, communication, communication. If you're confident and you can communicate, that leads to what? It leads to visibility, increased visibility in your work environment. If you have positive visibility, we always want it to be positive. Yeah, that yeah. leads to career advancement. I have seen over and over again, solid, fantastic recruiters and just anybody in, in any demographic, uh, you know, technical people who are head down, crunching it, killing it, working the 12 hour day um, and really knocking it out of the park, but they're not visible. They're not yep. communicating invisible to the right people and they get overlooked. Make yep. sure you don't get overlooked because you're, you're going to feel bad and someone else who might not be as good as you are at the yep. job is going to get promoted because they were visible and they're communicating effectively yep. to the right people. Do that for yourself. 
Um, and the, the, I think the last thing would be to care, um, mm -hmm. care enough about the, uh, care enough to serve in your environment, a, be a leader, whatever level you're at, be a leader and be a servant leader. You're serving your hiring managers. You're serving the business in exchange for your servitude. And I don't mean to say it, make it sound like that, but being a servant leader, you're, you're receiving a paycheck for that. They're paying you for, for yeah. you to serve the business in an appropriate way. <laughs> um, serve your candidates, give them feedback touch base once a week twice a week make sure you're keeping them in your network maybe you can use them later that gets you a fast hire this is a yeah. this is a, a proven candidate mm -hmm. and um you know rejected candidates i've had rejected candidates thank me what mm -hmm. a great process carrie i know i didn't make it but what a great process if you yeah. ever have anything call me that's mm -hmm. a successful recruitment do that care about people be visible and communicate. Fantastic. I mean, I think your passion for the process and the relationships, you know, really comes across. And I, I agree with your point. I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the kind of historic view of A players was the people that are best performing in jobs. But I think given what's happened over the last few years and, you know, the, the reductions of, of really good talent, I think your point is is really valid on, you know, keeping a an open eye for, for A players both in work you know, and, and also out of work. And I think also, Carrie, I mean, I think you're you're right. I mean, I think there's no doubt that using AI will make you effective, but I do worry that, to your point earlier, lazy recruiters can become lazier using AI, you know, can hide behind emails, cannot make the difficult phone calls, cannot then have the relationship with hiring managers when they need to to influence things because they've they've not been visible. You know, they've not been, you know, communicating in, in the right way. So I think the summary for me is just do not underestimate the importance of emotional intelligence, you know, through the through the hiring process. Excellently summed up, Gavin. Yeah, yeah it's important. You know, I want to, if I may, add one more thing. And, and mm -hmm. you know, I've one thing in our, our hiring process I had, in, included for the internship program, how do you think AI um, is going to work in the future? You know, the innovations and, and how is it, is it going to marry into the workplace? What's your opinion on that? And, and everyone was so positive about what it is. And, and, um, but I, I wanted to just bring this up because it's something to tuck in the back of the mind that mm -hmm. companies are now cropping up and there's one in, in California, I have a quote I'd love to read from, from their website. Um, and uh, they're, they're safety companies, AI safety, and yeah. how to keep safe from this advancement. And a couple of things to remember is, you know, programmers don't program a moral code in there, yeah. compassion in there, emotional intelligence <laughs> in there. They don't yeah. code that in. What they code in is, Find the most efficient way to do the task. And yeah. that that is the prime objective. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean they can lie and be deceitful or subvert or what? Um, yes. Yes, it yeah. does. Yeah. When you don't have a moral code programmed in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I just want to, and you know, you can cut this if you want to, but I want to mm -hmm. read 
Um, this little bit from, it's an AI safety company. I won't say the name of it. It's in California. And part of the website is testing for dangerous failure modes. And it says, we're especially interested in how AI systems behave when they're situationally aware, meaning when they are aware they are an AI talking with a human in a training environment, for example, and how this would impact their behavior during training. Do AI systems become deceptive or develop surprising and undesirable goals? In the best case, we aim to build detailed quantitative models of how these tendencies vary with scale tendencies vary with scale so that we can anticipate the sudden emergence of dangerous failure modes in advance. A little cryptic, but if you read into that, there's companies that are set up strictly for safety. Why? The industry is not regulated right now. It's not. So true. So I'm just, you know, throwing that out as we go in and we say, hey, no, I think this is great. And I just want to embrace it all the way, especially, you know, as recruiters use it as a tool. Just remember, it's a tool. It's not human. It's faster than us. It's not better than us. It doesn't have more than us. It's faster. It's more efficient. Get you there faster. So that's it. No, that was a, an excellent, excellent point. I mean, I think, th- you know, thank you for your time, Carrie. You know, really good insights. You know, I think we've we've covered a lot of really interesting points. And and I think to close, thanks to the listeners. You know, I hope you've really enjoyed this episode. I do think getting the blend of AI and EI is, is really important and something we need to continue to evaluate as, as hiring processes uh, transform. Please feedback if there's any other topics you would like us to, to talk about in the future. Please let me know or drop me a drop me a note. And thanks again, Carrie, for your time. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. It's been wonderful. Thanks, Gavin. Thanks, then.